Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Trait 12. We are dependent personalities who are terrified of abandonment and will do anything to hold on to a relationship in order not to experience painful abandonment feelings, which we received from living with sick people who were never there emotionally for us. Many of us wish we did not perpetuate certain family disease traditions like abandonment, but we do so anyway. Wow. We may have abandoned someone on purpose as an outlet for anger or as a form of retribution. No matter what the reason, we're now in recovery to break the cycle of this multi-generational family disease the best way we can. Yeah, this abandonment and the silence and the rage treatment, and it's something that, you know, if I don't work on these issues, this will be transferred. Uh, it's either transferred or transformed, I think, as Bradshaw would say. So the idea of not abandoning others may feel like a foreign concept. Maybe we just didn't know how to stay, how to feel safe long enough to be intimate. It can be feel terrifying to get close to others. I think the root of the fear of the abandonment is, 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 a, is a big part of the perfectionist and the need to be perfect in so many areas and you know, constantly being overwhelmed. And you know, the deeper and deeper I get in recovery is unconditional self-acceptance. I think that was what Albert Ellis said and, you know, you can go to the big book and it'll say acceptance is the answer to all the problems. But I'm thinking self-acceptance, acceptance of where you are, um, and acceptance that not everybody is going to want. But you, but it's my job to portray my best self and not be consumed with that compulsive near fear of abandonment. Back to the reading. Being with fellow travelers in this program is a first step in practicing what it's like to tolerate intimacy. It's also where we can learn to communicate, resolve problems, and forgive in ways we were never taught. We perform a real act of courage when we do things difficult differently in recovery. You know, it's been a long week for me, and I haven't been able to get as many episodes pushed out this week. And you know, just reading this gives me so much uh, hope and and. Uh, Courage and also a reminder that to use this program as kind of a breeding ground uh, for life. You know, I remember I got, you know, I went to a very intense program for journalism and we had to write stories and they were published. But I said, like, college is like intense but safe. You know, the real world is the real world. And I understand that, you know, there's a lot of things that go in the program, steps and traditions, and, you know, for me, the traditions are probably a, a way to learn to manage with relationships and practice. You know, that's the word, practice. Wow. The next paragraph says it. We can practice. We can do it. This is our living amends, a gift to ourselves and others in recovery, and perhaps to our families as well. On this day, I will practice new trusting behavior with my ACA friends. I will continue to learn healthier ways of communicating that will keep me from leaving others for the wrong reasons. Wrong reasons can just be a temporary slight, you know. Um, big picture is good. The next topic is letting go, also from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. To ask an adult child to surrender control is like asking someone to leap from an airplane without a parachute. Without recovery, an adult child can live in terror of letting go of control. So briefly, what I think about that is like, I think this gives me a compassion and understanding for why I was so into control. But now that I'm in recovery, those behaviors 
I can, with a higher power's help and a group's help and you know, possibly outside help, I can release those kinds of things or in the very least improve significantly. Back to the reading. A counselor once said the reason adult children have such a tight death grip on everything is because we're afraid if we let go, things won't be okay. I mean, I do this a lot where I just think that like you have to just always be, you know, constantly vigilant, always working hard, always, you know, always thinking about it. And if you let go, then, you know, what happens if that will be your fault and you didn't try hard enough, blah, blah, blah. So back to the reading. Fear holds us in bondage. We learned it so well growing up from those we love most. As a children, we were afraid to go home, afraid to leave home, afraid we did something wrong, afraid we weren't good enough, afraid somebody was going to get hit or kicked, or we feared for our lives, and the list goes on. Yep, just the crazy hypotheticals that never come true. In the past, when things happen in our lives, we feel we felt guilt or shame. We learn how to hold our breath and expect the worst. Today in our recovery program, we learn many new behaviors, including letting go with the help of our higher power, our support group, our sponsor, and the roadmap of the 12 steps. So I really understand now the importance of reaching out to people and the 12 steps and prayer. And you know, I think this week, I think reaching out to, 12, uh, to people and praying is a very important pro- uh, part of my program. Back to the reading. In ACA, we learn to love and accept each other just the way we are. When conflict arises, and we know it will, we as adult children have the opportunity to practice each and every day how to become actors, not reactors, until we feel safe and comfortable. And I think that's getting a vision, you know, listening to what I'm writing with Julia Cameron in those 20-minute walks, you know, acting from a spiritual basis and focusing on that and using that. You know, if I focus on peace then maybe I'm not into like the abandonment thing as much. Another bizarre hypothetical. Anyways, on this day, I will remember the slogan, let go and let God, asking my higher power for the strength to relax and reflect on the things I am powerless over. The next reading comes from The Language of Letting Go, Melody Beatty, Freedom. Many of us were oppressed and victimized as children. As adults, we may continue to keep ourselves oppressed. Some of us don't recognize that caretaking and not setting boundaries will leave us feeling victimized. Wow. Wow. Because it's like, oh, that boundary should be totally obvious to that person. They should have known better. Yeah, and and the S word is a very dangerous word. They could have known better. I could have done this. Back to the reading. Some of us don't understand that thinking of ourselves as victims will leave us feeling oppressed. This is true. Some of us don't know that we hold the key to our own freedom. That key is honoring ourselves and taking care of ourselves. We can say what we mean and mean what we say. We can stop waiting for others to give us what we need and take responsibility for ourselves. When we do, the gates of freedom will swing wide. Walk through. Today I will understand that I hold the key to my freedom. I will stop participating in my oppression and victimization. I will take responsibility for myself and let others do as they they may. And the final reading is also for Melody Beatty, and the topic is taking care of ourselves. We often refer to recovery from codependency and adult issues, adult child issues as self-care. Self-care is not, as some may think, a spin-off of the me generation. It isn't self-indulgence. It isn't selfishness in the negative interpretation of that word. We're learning to take care of ourselves instead of obsessively focusing on another person. 
We're learning self-responsibility instead of feeling excessively responsible for others. Self-care also means tending to our true responsibilities to others. We do this better when we're not feeling overly responsible. Wow, that is a very interesting paradox. I can ask how someone's day is. I can be there for them, but I'm not responsible for solving their problems, especially if I'm solving their problems so I don't have to solve mine. Back to the reading. Self-care sometimes means me first, but usually me too. It means we are responsible for ourselves and can choose to no longer be victims. Self-care, I choose to no longer be a victim. Back to the reading. Self-care means learning to love the person we're responsible for taking care of ourselves. We do not do this to hibernate in a cocoon of isolation and self-indulgence. We do it so we can better love others and learn to let them love us. us. Self-care isn't selfish, it's self-esteem. Today, God, today, God, help me love myself. Help me let go of feeling excessively responsible for those around me. Show me what I need to do to take care of myself and be appropriately responsible to others. And that concludes our readings for today's episode. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to feel my feelings to savor my victories. Another podcast episode. Another week at work. Great workout. To pause because that's where God is. And as Melody Beatty says, learning to love myself. <laughs>